You sit at a desk. They sit at a desk. You have sales reports. They have book reports. You need supplies. They need supplies. Business is a lot like school. That's why your small business should take advantage of back-to-school deals at Staples. Now, Staples one-inch three-ring binders are $1.92. One-subject notebooks are just $0.25, cents, and two-pocket poly folders are just $0.35 cents each. Make back-to-school your business at Staples. In-store only while supplies last. Offer ends 9 limit 30. Blog Talk Radio. Hottest topics. Hottest music. And the hottest ladies. You're listening to The Girlfriend Network. Where women stay connected. With your host, Nick Holmes. Tahira and Karishma on the Love Zone USA. On the Love Zone USA. On the Love Zone USA. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Girlfriend Network. This is your host Tahira Satin. Happy Tuesday, Happy Summer Day, everyone. And I never host the show alone, so I want to welcome the Snake Home Martin. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> How are you, Nacom? Great. How are you? It's been a minute. Uh, yeah, it's been some time. I'm doing <laughs> excellent. I'm doing good. Very, very good. So we have an exciting show today. I'm so, so excited to speak to Jeffrey Owens. He had, yeah. he was Elvis on the Cosby show. So really, really want to tap into his career and, and get some ins and outs on, you know, what makes us successful in acting and, you know, how to get through any slumps that we may have in acting. And guys, you can call in my, as always, give your comments, 347-539-5729. So Mrs. Nicole, how are you? Well, you have some good news to tell us what's going on. Oh, man, there is a lot going on. There's always a lot going on with me as well as with you. But um, I just inked a contract to be the face of uh, a show called Trenton Now. So I've been, like, crowned Miss Trenton, like the face of my city. So um, it's a huge honor. I'll be visiting a lot of community events. And, I don't know, you'll see me out and about and speaking at different forums and um, you know, it's pretty crazy, and I'm really, I'm really, really honored because they came to me and they, you know, asked me to um, be a part of this uh, great endeavor. So I'm really humbled and truly, truly honored, and I can't wait to get started. So yay! <laughs> Super excited! I was so happy to see that when I saw that announcement. I was just like, oh my goodness, she has a beautiful face. <laughs> so. Aww. Good to you. Yes. I'm really, really excited about that. Now, how does that make you feel to rep- represent a whole, like, city um, that? And it's our capital. Yeah. <laughs> our capital. It, um, it feels great, but I feel like there there is a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. So I feel like I really have to watch what I say, what I do. Um you know, because I don't want to, you know, disappoint anyone. You know, it's always being that role model, and I always say, you know, we've talked about this before in the past. Is it always fair? 
for certain figures, you know, to be deemed as a role model. Because at the end of the day, you're just a person yourself, and, you know, you just want to live your life. So to always walk, you know, and have to be responsible and watch your P's and Q's, um, it could get a little difficult because I do have a ratchet side. I call myself Bougie Ratchet. So, but, <laughs> but you know, nonetheless, uh, you know, I'm very happy to do it. I think it's going to be great, like yourself, T. You know, I'm very, very into giving back to my community, especially the youth, uh, because I just I keep finding out there are so many young individuals who want to follow what we do as far as modeling and acting, and I'm so happy um, to have Jeffrey here and. It's crazy because I haven't known Jeffrey Long, T, but I met him a couple of months ago because he was invited in as a guest speaker, and so was I, to this middle school in Rockaway, New Jersey. And yes. um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and apparently mm-hmm. in this school system, in this little town, which is a beautiful little town, there is a high rate of um, drug activity going on with our youth, and this is a middle school. So um, these kids are using heavy drugs, and they're overdosing left and right. So our jobs, you know, they also invited, well, Daryl Strawberry was there. You know, it was quite a few um, impressive celebrities there. So our job was just to go in and encourage them and to tell them, you know, if they have a dream to go get it and just to remain focused and to basically stay away from the drugs. And that's how I met Jeffrey. And we just hit it off right away. We've been in touch. Mm-hmm. He's a great individual. I've been able to um, learn his story. He shared his story with me as how he got started. And, you know, he's doing great things today. He's still acting. He's still actively going on casting. He's also, mm-hmm. He also is an um, acting coach now in New York City. Yes. So, you know, yes, we'll talk yes. about all that, you know, we'll and hopefully he can you know, we'll talk yeah, about provide insight. And all yes. that stuff. That is awesome. Yeah. I think each other and I think give each other enough like us as just people together credibility or just I just really appreciate what she's doing like the movement that you're making even reaching out to the school I want to go to the school I want to volunteer at the school that like really breaks my heart to hear a story where you know it's affecting our, our youth because I feel yeah. um, not that we fail them but there's something missing with this new generation Yes, you, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know what it is. We talk about this all the time, T, and I, it's just I don't know if it's a lack of respect for themselves or um, I, I, life in general. I, I just I don't know what is going on um, because the times have certainly changed, and it's definitely a lot different from when I was growing up. Like I was scared of all my elders, and it didn't matter who they were. If it was a stranger standing next to me in line at the grocery store, I showed them respect because that's how I was raised in my family. You did not talk back, um, you know, to adults. And um, I never was allowed to call anyone by their first name. It was always Mr. Yeah, or Miss, yeah. you know? So yeah. I, I don't know. Like but that's a whole dialogue uh, with people that were older than you. That I mean, it was a respect. Like, I remember absolutely. my I said this to my mom, my brother, they actually have, you know, different parenting tools at this point, but we never had dialogue where we can negotiate or say, right. like, oh, I'll do it a little bit later. No, you do it right now. Or that, that was, it Absolutely. was just no other, nothing else. 
I definitely commend you on that. That is awesome. That's amazing. These are real people making a difference every day. And I know you're very genuine about it. I don't think this new title will change anything that you are. It does. I think when you do get a title, it does bring the intensity. Like, oh, I have to be perfect. Well, you know all about that. You know all about that life. And, you know, (laughs) it's a beautiful miss to hear. I swear to God, I think you are queen of the selfies because, Tahira, I know you hear me, Denise. Tahira, that's our producer. You take the most amazing selfies. And I just feel like, what is this girl doing? (laughs) But anyway, aside from that, you know, talking about crowns and representing, like, uh, you know, for for those listeners who do not know, Tahira was crowned um, Miss Tri-State and has been rocking with that. And I think you have a couple of other titles. You've always been a part of the beauty pageant life. So, you know what it's like to, um, you know, have responsibility and have some weight, if you will, on your shoulders and just be the example for your community. Because people definitely are watching. It's amazing, oh, you know. Especially in the pageant system, everything that you do, even like the selfies, like, oh, I saw that you did selfies. Is that a good representation of our, you know, so I just think right. and we can definitely talk to Alvin when he gets here as well. When you become, you know, get into acting and you get to a different platform, just don't lose yourself. You know, I have fun. I like taking selfies. I like photography. Um, I don't put like a lot of my professional pictures out there, you know, but I want to keep my life. I'm a real person. And even when I speak to the kids, I think I can reach them and have real conversations because I live real life. I'm not just a a pageant queen. I, I live in this world and I know how life could be. Now, there is, you know, it is heat that comes along with anything that you do at the next level. So, of course, you know, you can't do the things that, like, if you're a club person, you can't be hanging out at the club. So, you know, of course, you're an example and you're a role model. But what I try not to do is, like, really lose who I am and and make, it's about decision making. Right, right. Making the best decision, you know, for me. So, yeah, it could be heavy. (laughs) (laughs) the formula like what we're doing is a part of the formula that we need as as the solution for today's youth it's just to, to never stop loving them and not being real with them and you know just to let them know we love you we care about you we're concerned about the disconnect and we're these are these are different ways of volunteering and submitting yourself to different schools that need help we're being the difference, not just talking about it, being more of an action of being the difference in, in the change in this world that we want to see. So instead of talking right. about it, mm-hmm. being more of a doer of it. But it can get challenging. I, I think, you know, when you, as an actor, too, when you get at that next level, you know, you can't, you want to get maybe casted for a certain role, but they only see you in one. I remember going to. Yeah. That I'm in that, well, actually, I'm in the movies now, but I remember casting, um, really going for a different role, and they said that I wasn't ethnic enough for the role, and I'm, I'm the lawyer, so I'm just like, well, what's wrong with me? What do you mean ethnic? <laughs> so I'll talk to Elvin when he gets here, but sometimes you, you don't want to tight cast yourself even before the audition, or you know, so you don't want to put yourself in a certain umbrella. You want to set the best example that you can set. Yes, 
absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, it's all a learning process. So we'll see. It's one day at a time. I've been offered a year contract. So, you know, I'm just going to uh, do the best that I can do and uh, definitely enjoy it, enjoy the experience. So we're going to get started soon, and um, I'm waiting to hear about a photo shoot because um, they're giving me a photo shoot. I'm like, this is some official stuff here. Wow. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll keep um everyone posted and really just thank you for the um, love and support and I also have some other things in the fire can't talk about that yet but hopefully in a few days some things will shake out so uh, you know and I'm hoping it may actually entail me uh, maybe changing location soon or at least filming in a different location so we will see we will see yeah (laughs) I love Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that is awesome. I'm so excited. Like I love the energy. I'm not analyzing photos. I I I can do that in a minute. But you just bring so much energy and health and and joy and beauty all in one picture. Girl is amazing. I'm just happy that I know her. That you know we're friends. It is just all the joy. Like when when I see a photo, you, you really see it. Likewise, likewise. It's just good energy. I love that. Right back at you. Right back at you, Tahira. You're really an inspiration. You're doing a lot of things, you know. So um, I really encourage our listeners to follow Tahira, Tahira Sutton on Facebook. We would also like to give a shout-out to Karishma, our other host. Um, We had a a death in her family, so, yeah. um, you know, she's regrouping, and when she's ready, she'll join us back. So, Karisha, our hearts, you know, are with you. We love and miss you. So. Absolutely. <laughs> we miss you, and we look forward to, to seeing you and getting caught up with you and, you know, Karisha's most, you know, activities. So, prayers go out to her and her family at this time. But, okay. yes. So, Miss Trenton. <laughs> yes, Trenton. Miss Trenton. I love this. So, yes. I'm just really, really excited on this next level. But just a quick question for you. I mean, and it's almost 2017. Like, what right. are you looking forward to in 2017? Oh, so, we have a here this year. I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, that's a good question, T. People ask me that all the time, and I'm just like, I just take it as it comes. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Every opportunity that I have is a blessing, and the only thing I always say, I just want more, and I want to be better, and I want to grow. You know, I have a lot of things going on right now, so um, basically whatever God gives me, I'm just really Mm -hmm. grateful for. So I'm looking forward to everything because I'm involved in a lot of different facets. So um, I look forward to it all. So, you know, and I just hope that I can expand, um, you know, upon, every, upon everything that I'm doing. And whatever falls out and shakes out in the wash that, you know, I blow up with, then, hey, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That sounds oh, yeah. like a lot of work for next year, and I'm so excited. <laughs> so we're going to get into our first song, and that's Rihanna and Drake. Work, work, work right here on the Girlfriend Network. Work, 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 work. 
imitated but never duplicated the lovezoneusa.com where you hear the best lawyers hi this is gloria allred i'll be on the love zone usa doctor i am a uh, licensed professional counselor here in atlanta georgia i specialize in love relationships author my name is ralph richard banks i am also the author of is marriage for white people When I need to lead the weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover. And music on the internet. The premier station discussing dating, relationships, sex, and marriage. 
with common sense advice, where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn on the LoveZoneUSA.com. Because for some reason or another, 
you weren't the, you know, I mean, you have no idea what they're looking for and how many people they're seeing and what they're looking for changes from day to day. You have no idea. They don't even, half the time they don't even know what they really want until they see it. You know what I mean? There's so many actors that get wound up about, why didn't I get it? I I thought I was this and I'm I'm the right this, I'm the right that. And the fact is, you have, you know, there's just so much you can do. You can only control your preparation for an audition, um, uh, you know, but Ultimately, they're looking for so many things, and they're looking at so many people that nobody should feel weird if they don't get something this day and age. It, it's just the, the competition is so stiff, and they and as I said, they don't always even know what they want, you know. So that sounds like something they just said to you because you know maybe you weren't quite tall enough, or maybe you know you didn't. You know, I, I went to an audition recently, and the first thing they asked me was, "How tall are you?" And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, like, am I, am I, I didn't know I was a model. I was like, oh, I'm modeling that. No, it was for something on a, a series. <laughs> but they were trying to match me up with the guy who was the regular. And if I was too tall, for instance, I wasn't going to get it because they didn't, you know, they wanted a certain height ratio. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't matter how well, you know. So it's crazy. But, you know, there's just so much you can control and you got to do your best preparing and that's what you should feel good about. Okay, awesome. I, I do. I feel like I, you know, did what I could do to prepare for that particular role, and I did land a role in the movie. So I just always looking to grow, like just as an artist within myself, like you know what I could do, do better. Yeah. So I was yeah. just, I didn't congratulations on booking that because I'll tell you, to get any job in this business this, these days is a is kind of a I call it a minor miracle. It, it's so <laughs> tough. It's the competition yeah. is so tough and the jobs are so few that yeah, right. if you get something, I, I don't care what size it is, you got it. And there's 200 no, people, 200 people that didn't get it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, Jeffrey, you probably hate talking about this, and I'm so sorry, but um, I talked to a few people today who are excited. I believe they're probably listening, Um, you know, because you're best known for Elvin on the Cosby Show. And, you know, I've had a chance to hang out with you and actually see people recognize who you are, and it's so thrilling to me. And I'm always like, yeah, that's him, that's Elvin. confirmer that day. You know, I get know. The, the, yep. the question was, I'm like, is that, yep, that's him, that's him. Yep, yep, yeah, because I'm just so thrilled and I'm just so honored to know you. But of course, you know, I want to know, I know your story because you were, you know, nice enough to share with me, but I really, you know, tell our listeners how that came about, how you actually booked that and what it was like, because everybody wants to know, you know, what it was like working with, oh, um, you know, Felicia Rashad and Bill Cosby. And so can yeah, you talk so about that a little bit? It was a crazy circumstance, you know, getting that show. I was just in the right place at the right time. I didn't even have an agent at the, at the time. I was still mm-hmm. being interviewed by an agency who happened to have my picture on their desk when that breakdown came in for the Cosby show, they just happened to have it there because they were still considering whether or not to even represent me. And so they, they sent me out on it and I ended up booking it. And it was, it was crazy because uh, I never expected anything like that. I was a theater actor and I never even thought about being on TV. And so I remember I got the job. There were four other guys 
where the final is today. And, man, when they, I mean, usually you go home, you audition for something, you go home and you hear over the phone from your agent or whatever, the production company. They did something really weird that day. We were in the old Midwood studio in Brooklyn. This is in 19, late 1985. And the five mm-hmm. of us had just gone in for the last audition. And the guy, the casting guy came out and he said, well, I know that you all did a great job. And, uh, you, but, but we're going to have, we're going to, we're going to tell you right now who got it. And we're like, everybody looked at each other like, are you kidding? You, you don't do that. <laughs> you're supposed to go home and get a call. And before anyone could even react, he was pointing at me. And wow. I was just like, I was kind of numb. And the other guys, man, the other guys, they shot me some very mean looks. Wow. I couldn't even enjoy it because I was like, I was too nervous about why did they have to tell me in front of these other guys? Right. <laughs> so yeah. awkward. So I just, yeah, I that must have been hard. Real cool. Like, I didn't care and whatever. No big deal. Like, whatever. And then, like, a half an hour later, I remember I was in the men's room down in the studio and I just started yelling and banging the wall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But it was That's a great experience. I, I didn't know anything about the show when I got on, and I think that really helped me. I had never watched it. I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't a TV watcher at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was just able to come and do my job without being overwhelmed by all the hype. It was already, already uh, rising to number one uh, at the time. It was getting real hot, and people were everyone was writing about it and talking about it. I was oblivious, and I think that helped me because it didn't yeah. distract me it didn't right. well. I could just come there as an actor you. and do my job. Right. I was hired yeah. for one episode, and then oh three months goodness. later I was hired back again and again and again, and then eventually I was put on contract. So obviously they liked me. That's amazing. That is an amazing story. And I always talk about being at the right place at the right time. And for right you, time, it was yeah. like your, your headshot was at the right place at the right time. Right? Yeah, that was That's so crazy. crazy. Yeah. That was veterans. Now, Jeffrey, I do have a question. Um, you did mention your theater background. How was that transition from theater to, you know, NBC sitcom? You know, for me, it was pretty easy. There were there were a couple of times when I was talking too loud, and Jay Sanders, <laughs> our director, director would very discreetly and kindly say, uh, Jeffrey, um, there's a there's a mic right over your head, so you, you don't. Gotcha. You don't I'm, I'm talking like I'm reaching the back of a 500, 700, uh, you know, seat theater. You know, uh-huh. I was kindly reminded from time to time that I didn't have to project quite so much. Um, right. But other than that, it was a pretty smooth transition, especially since um, being a theater actor, it was uh, very comfortable for me because the show was shot in front of a live audience. And so okay. the live yeah. audience was, wow. was, you know, was what I was used to. We're and also, to. they shot the show. They don't always do this, but we had four cameras. Usually there's two or three. We had four mm-hmm. cameras, so I didn't have to really worry about cameras so much. I didn't worry, have to worry about marks. Everything I did, one of those, those cameras was, was getting, you know. So for right. me, it was a pretty easy transition. And because I... Because I'm a theater actor and I'm trained to react to everything all the time, um, yeah. they ended up using a lot of reaction shots from me. They would cut away to a reaction shot of Elvin because I was always doing something 
that was, um, you know, relevant to the scene, even though the camera wasn't on me, you know, because that's right. what I, that's what I was used to doing. I wasn't used to, you know, zoning out when the camera light went off. In the theater, you're on 100% of the time. Right. So yeah, because I'm a lot more shots of me because they like my reaction. Yeah, it was wow. a good, good transition. Good transition. Good transition. Okay. That's and everyone awesome. was so patient, patient and kind and generous with me. You know, it was just a great experience. Yeah, and that was a good yeah. one for you. Now, what what was it like? What I always wonder about that, like uh, working in front of a, a live audience. Um, you know, was did the audience have a good time? Were you able to interact with them? Or um, yes, yes to both those questions. They they used to have a warm up comedian. They had they had comedians come and warm up the audience before the show, so everyone was in a good mood and in the mood to laugh. Everyone was really generous. They, you wow. know, they come and they want to laugh, you know, so it's not like you have to right. really, not, you don't have to really force them. They really want to laugh. But as I said, right. I was comfortable because being in front of people, I had done that for years already. So, right. you know, yeah. It was great. And how long, um, how long did a taping last in front of a live audience? Were they just there for hours and hours until you guys, you know, got it done? Or were there just that amount of times that they were only there for a couple of hours and you rotated? Usually a couple of hours, like two or three hours at the most. Um, we had rehearsed. We'd rehearse starting on Monday. We'd rehearse through Wednesday, and then Thursday we'd shoot it twice in front of two different audiences. And by Thursday, you know, it was pretty well rehearsed. So wow. we didn't do a lot of takes of stuff. It went pretty smoothly and pretty quickly. I don't think anybody was there more than two, two and a half hours unless something wow. was going wrong. And I, I don't even remember that happening. So. It, no, nobody was uh, there too long, actually. And we did it twice on Thursday. We taped it twice all the mm -hmm. way through with different audiences. Wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. amazing. That, that is, is awesome. awesome. So, so now, okay, here, we both got questions. Go ahead, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, and do you ever, how do you identify with some of the roles that you, you've done? Like, do you see an element of your personality that connects or maybe a situation in life that helps you zone in with this particular character for you to get into character? How do you find you that have, character? You have to, you know, you have to connect. Um, Elvin was, you know, El everyone used to make fun of Elvin. He was kind of nerdy, kind of quirky. He was, you know, um, you know, he was Elvin. What can you say, you know? <laughs> but, but um, and there's a big, you know, there's an intersection, an intersection set, I say. Um, part of me is Elvin, but then there's a big part of me that's not. You know, I played, you know, I played a lot of different roles, including, a, you know, I played a psychopathic um, murderer in a play once. I played um, Henry wow. and Ray, David Mamet's play. Uh, um, um, you know, I've done a lot, I've played a lot of Shakespeare I played Othello, you know, okay. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. Othello and Elvin are not, you know, are not right. the same. Yeah. And yet the mm -hmm. same actor can, can do it because you use different parts and different aspects of yourself. I saw a movie on TV last night, some movie in which I don't know you guys, if you guys know the, 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 the actor Tom Hardy. He's a British actor. He was the guy who played the bad guy in The Revenant. If you saw The Revenant with mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Brilliant movie. This guy, it's an amazing performance. Well, I was seeing, I saw this show of this uh, movie on TV last night. There was Tom Hardy 
And I didn't even – I would never have recognized him in a million years if it didn't say Tom Hardy. He was completely different. I kept staring at him like, oh, my gosh, this is the guy who did that role in The Revenant? I could, and I'm an actor. I know how this stuff works. And I was mm-hmm. in awe, you know. <laughs> so it's like, you know, how could that guy do such diverse work? You, you use, you know – we're such complex beings, you know. We have so yes. many different myriad facets of our personalities. And you, pull, you pull upon those different things for the different roles. Yeah, I mean, I used a lot of myself as Elvin, but I am not Elvin, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So with that being said, I'm sorry, Nicole. Uh, with that being said, is that the true moment that really defines you as an actor? the way that you can be as diverse or, you know, tap into different roles to, you know, is that the truly definition of acting? No, I, you know, actually having said that, I don't think so. I didn't mean to say that because actually the true definition of acting is really using yourself in a real way in the artificial situation, being real, being authentic, yourself in an artificial situation. That's the best definition of acting. What I was just describing is what I call character acting, which is Mm. another, which is a level of acting. But what people look for mostly in acting, also in the theater, but especially in TV and film, is they want to see you. Like, for instance, if you go in an audition, you should never do, unless they ask specifically for it, you should never do a, a different voice or walk in a different way from yourself they they want to know who you are and if they sense at all that you're being artificial about anything you you killed yourself right there uh, yeah. only on a certain level of theater acting would you do that kind of thing and then again only when you're when you're asked to i was asked once to do a, a you know a couple of times to do a british accent for for you know an audition actually recently something i just got cast in that i'm going to be working on next month i have to do a british accent um, but if you're not asked to do that, you, you, you strive to be yourself, and that's mm. what they want to see. And that's what audiences ultimately respond to the most when they think people – when you, they think you're being real. So the, mm-hmm. the fancy character stuff is great. Meryl Streep doing her you know, thousands of characters is really impressive, but the most meaningful Meryl Streep moments is when the audience, are when the audience – really seems to glimpse seem to glimpse who she really is inside her mind and soul. Well that was awesome. <laughs> it's deep, it's I love deep it. that way. But character stuff is fun. It's just another level. <laughs> it's just another level. That's so yeah. awesome. But being real, <laughs> being real is what it's all about. When you watch T V and film, when you like someone it's because they're you feel like they're wow, that's so real. That's just like real life. That's what we want to see. And we hate stuff okay. that looks fake, right? If someone seems fake or artificial or forced, we, we hate that, right? <laughs> they're yeah. overacting or they're, you know, yeah. fake. Yeah. It's just like, uh, or yeah. it's right. not believable, you know. Yeah, um, that's yeah, so true. Exactly. Yeah. But that I'm going to be so doing uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show on Long Island at the Bellport Theater. I'm doing the narrator who's a stuffy old British a stuffy old British narrator. That's who I'm going to be playing in late August, oh. early September. <laughs> that That's awesome. Great. Yeah, it's going That's to be fun. That's awesome. 
And while, while you're talking about it, Jeffrey, I know, don't you have some other projects coming up? I mean, I know you're always doing castings, and then, you know, we'll talk to you on the flip side and a little bit about you being a coach. But um, yes, tell yes. us um, what you have got going. Sure, sure. I mean, I've got Rocky Heart Picture Show for a month in the summer, and then I'll go, I'm going to be on the HBO show, the new HBO yes. show called Divorce, starting in yes. September. That's a show with... Uh, Thomas Hayden Church and Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, it's a really good. It's a really good script. It's a great show, and I have a reoccurring role on that as uh, as Curtis Watkins. Uh, Curtis Watkins, uh, the uh, a lawyer. I play a, a nerdy lawyer. Um, oh wow! So that's divorce. Okay. I, I recommend it. it. It's a very well written show. And there's another mm-hmm. show out there that I'm on that I don't, I've never, even, I haven't even seen. It's so funny. I got a residual check the other day for a show <laughs> that I've never even seen. Um, I love residual. <laughs> it's a stream show. It's a it's a stream show on Hula. I don't watch Hula myself, but it's a stream show on Hula called Deadbeat. And I did this wow. episode a while ago, and it's it's obviously playing now. Uh, for people who do hula, because I got a residual check for it, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot I even did this." So I've got divorce coming <laughs> must up. Must be nice, right? Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, you know, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every time I get a residual check, it's like a little gift from heaven because you never expect them. You don't know when they're coming. Yeah. So they're always little gifts, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, this fall I'll be going back to teaching. I teach. Um, Shakespeare and Modern Drama at Pace University. Um, so I'll be resuming my teaching at Pace. And also, as you mentioned, uh, my private co- I teach a private Shakespeare class, and also I do coaching. As a matter of fact, today I had a coaching student here at my house working with uh, someone, and I also set up another coaching for the near future. So, uh, yeah, that's something I do as much as I can. Well, okay. Sorry, go ahead, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeffrey, tell our listeners, yeah. like, if they're looking to get in, in acting, how they can t- get in t- contact with you about coaching. Yeah. Well, um, I guess the best thing to do is, if you're really serious, and I'll trust your listeners, you know, uh, not yeah. to a- a- abuse this, uh, I won't even call it a privilege, but the circumstance, I'll say, um, they're yeah. welcome to use my email to contact me. Unfortunately, I don't have a website. So it's pretty direct. You can email me directly if you're really interested in in uh, coaching or my Shakespeare, my private Shakespeare class, or just some advice in general, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, you, you know, yeah, they're welcome to contact me by email. That would be great. Okay. All right. Or, should, I, should, I I give my, should I give my email or, off now or should I yeah. give it now? Yeah, producer. Well, okay, no, you give it. I'm thinking to here. I do. Don't we have an email address that maybe we can provide and um, anybody that's interested we, we, in getting in touch with Jeffrey? We can do it that way Jeffrey. too, and then you guys can well, you guys can relay you, the Jeffrey. messages to me. It, it's up to you, whatever you think is best. Yeah. Mhm. They can just, I don't know, contact us Hold here up. on the Google Network and Facebook yeah. us, and we'll read the message to Jeffrey. Yeah. If you're serious great. about That's it, great. even if you sure. want to, you know, no. call in, you can let us know. 347-529-5729. Yeah. Um, great, absolutely. Here we go. It's the, um, it's the Love Zone USA at gmail.com. Listeners, again, it's the Love Zone USA at gmail.com. 
for those who are interested in getting in touch with Jeffrey. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. No, thank you. You're welcome. Nicole, you had a question, and I kind of jumped all over you. So. Oh, I don't know. We were, we're just, I know, you we're did, just firing. You did, didn't you? I heard that. We're just, I, I don't know, we're just firing off questions. We're just so, so excited. <laughs> so excited I, I heard to the, have you. I heard the dog in the background at one point. You did. You heard my the dog. dog. I'm so The dog sorry. wanted to ask that a question, too. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't working with those dogs on the Cosby show. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember dogs. You didn't have dogs. On the I Cosby don't either. Show. I was just joking. <laughs> okay. You're joking. Jeffrey, I do have a question. Um, yeah, yeah. This is. I'm going to put myself out here. This is because me. Um, both of the, the roles <laughs> that I did get, and and they're they're blessings because I'm working. But they're the same. I'm I'm a lawyer in, in both pictures, the the sitcom, the reality show series, and yeah. the movie that I'm doing. So, what can I do? Because I want to be, you know, I want to be, I want to have different roles under my belt. So, how do I change some of the roles that I'm that I, that are attracted to me that I'm attracting at this point in time? You I'm mean how, how do I how do I avoid the trend of just being a lawyer on film? Yes, being typeset. Right. I guess is that well, what that's called? Yeah, being typeset. Yeah, yeah type I mean, you you I feel like you you don't want to be typecast as a lawyer. Not yeah, for my I, whole career. I understand. So lately, I, I, I'm getting the same type of part. I'm not mad and upset because it's a check, but I'm just like, okay, there's other facets to me that I can explore. So what can I do? You said, I think you answered this already. You said, just be yourself. But when you're feeling that you're getting the same type of roles, what suggestions would you suggest to to get something different? I don't know if I would. Honestly, I think think getting the work is the most important thing. And then eventually when you get enough work and you get enough of a reputation and a, um, you know, enough of a real people will start, it'll start branching out a little. Like for instance, for me, I almost always, <laughs> for me, I almost always go out for doctors, like on film and television. It's, mm-hmm. it's always doctors or sometimes lawyer, but doctors and, and sometimes, um, you know, uh, dad, but now I'm getting a little old in the tooth for dad. Uh, but uh, sometimes dad, but doctors, 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 doctors. And you know what? I don't mind, you know, it's like work is work. And then again, I'm coming from a context when I've played all kinds of roles. So in a way, we're in different places. Like I've played so many different roles. I don't mind settling down. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know, as long as I get to work. But I understand where you're coming from. You want to stretch and and use different parts of yourself. I don't know if there's anything you can really do. You have to look your best. You have to present yourself the best way. And it, it's up to them to decide what they want to see you for. Yeah, yeah. What'd you say? Jeffrey, I'm a, I'm a model, too, so I think I'm presenting myself too well. <laughs> Maybe I should oh, tone it back. I see. So. Um, you mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> you just have to, I think you have to look, you know, you have to look your best. You know, I mean, classy, of course, yeah. which, you know, uh, of course. But uh, they're going to be able to see, you know, they'll, you can't. You just can't control that. You just have to put your best yeah. look out there. And again, when you have script or sides to prepare, you prepare them as well as you can. And you have to let them decide and what you like for. It's it's tough, but it's like 
It might take a while for you be, to be able to do different things. But meanwhile, uh, you know, just, you know, to be grateful for getting cast. And as I said before, getting yeah. cast at all is like a minor miracle these days. So, hey, be grateful so, for the work, you know. I just want to interject really quick, too, Jeffrey. Um, It is true that, say, Tahira is going out for a part of, even though it's lawyer, and she's like, I don't want to do a lawyer anymore, but say it is a lawyer. So she should definitely show up dressed as that part, correct? Like in the suit with the briefcase and, right. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Put that Absolutely. out there for our listeners. So you always show up as the character that you know that you will yeah. be. Yeah, it's not um, like you're necessarily for. wearing a costume. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if you're if you're auditioning for a doctor, you don't have to wear a lab coat. But right. hey, if you have a lab coat, <laughs> sure, <laughs> put it on and wear right. it. You know. So, but you know what? Right. You want to look like you want to be in the ballpark. You want to look like that kind right. of professional. Absolutely. Right. You know, if you're right. going for a policewoman, you don't have to get a policewoman's uniform. But wear the thing that you have in your, you know, or you can get a hold of that looks most like that without necessarily going out and getting a police uniform. Right. True. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, great. So there you go to hear us. So make sure you show up. Always dress as the part. <laughs> yes. Very important. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have so much... We have so much fun here. So the other question I have, we're just shooting questions because we're, we're going to be out of time soon. So, I'm, you know, I'm really curious about this because I believe you spent about seven years on the Cosby show. Is that true? Seven years, Yeah, right? I, I appeared on the show over the course of seven seasons. Yeah. So what was that like when you were realizing that this show is now no longer going to be anymore? And what was your transition like coming from a show that was highly successful and you were very now, you know, well known for to now, I guess, um, having to get, I guess, your, your shoes dirty again and getting back out there with the rest of the actors and start casting? And, and then my other yeah. question is, do you two still um, get, like, somewhat typecast as Elvin. Do casting directors look at you and remember you as Elvin and kind of put you in that box, or have you been able to break out of that box? Can you talk I about both that, of those? I think that's happened a few times over the years. I, I'm sure it's happened that they're like, oh, well, he's Elvin, so we don't we don't want that. Uh, I'm sure that's happened. But at the same time, uh, Elvin opened up doors for me as well. So I think it's worked both ways. It's been a mixed blessing, a bit of both. But uh, I remember when the show right. ended, and by the way, it's hard to even believe that the show ended 24 years ago. Right. Uh, so um, I can't quite remember what my mindset was back then, but I know that I was always a theater actor primarily. Even though I was working on the Cosby show, I was still doing more theater than anything else, even while I was doing episodes of the Cosby show. All those episodes were wow. always between theater work. So, uh, you know, when the Cosby show ended, um, I don't even think it was a negative thing for me. It was just kind of like, well, you know, that job's over. And, you know, soon after that, if I remember correctly, I was, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was early 92. I remember that at the end of 92, months later, mm-hmm. I was in a play at the Long Wharf Theater in Connecticut. And then soon after mm-hmm. that at the Hartford stage, a Hartford stage in Connecticut. So, I mean, I just kept, I just kept moving forward like all actors right. do. You know, you don't, you right. don't sit, you don't rest. You just. So yeah, I, I um, the transition was not 
bad for me because I just went on doing what I'd been doing anyway. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing, yeah, and that's great. That March 4th, I believe it was March 4th, 1992, was the last day of the Cosby Show. I think wow. that is the, the last taping day. The last taping day, yeah. Taping. So probably the last airing date was probably in May or something. But yeah. But wait, and do you remember though? Do you remember what what caused the end of the show? Was it they had just? I can't remember. Was it? Oh, I'll, I'll, that I'll, I'll tell you what it was. Bill didn't. Okay. Want, Bill didn't want to do it anymore. Oh. That was the okay. that was the only thing that would have stopped that show at that time. Bill Bill didn't want to. Bill didn't want to do a ninth season. Wow. Which, you know, that was totally up to him. That was fine. You know, it's like, hey, he, he did that for eight years, and he, he wanted to move on. Wow. It was a good run. Wow. I loved the kind of Who, who could argue with that, it. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we have a person that has a question. Oh, wow. I forgot all about our listener, T. I'm so busy being selfish and hogging him up to my... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, great. Okay. okay hello. Hi. 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 I have a question for uh, Mr. Owens. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. good. So, um, how can I say this? I'm a little nervous, Ooh. first of all. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I've been my acting. Okay, well, first of all, I I used to act, but I stopped about two years ago. Okay, uh-huh. so now I'm getting that bug again to pres- to pursue acting. Right. What advice could you give me on just well, getting back um, and moving forward? Well, it depends on what your situation is. I mean, uh, most people. Most people have to do something else as they pursue acting. You know what I mean? Like what I do too. I teach, you know, um, I, I don't just earn a living acting. So I'm sure that you do something else and that your acting pursuit would have to come, you know, fit around that. You know, there's just so much time in a day. But I think the best thing that you might do is enroll in a class Okay. Get into a, a scene study class where you work on scenes, okay. and um, and also um, uh, work on monologues. Okay. Um, yeah. Find, find a couple of monologues that you really like that you could use for auditions, and okay. um, to be prepared if, God willing, you were in a situation where you uh, got an audition, you'd have something to actually you could present. But also get in a class, get in a scene study class where you can be working on stage with other people. Community theater as well. I know that, you know, there's not a lot of money in that. But uh, yeah. if you really love to, people who love to act, just find places to act. So if, if there's right. some situation where, you know, in a community mm-hmm. or school situation where you can be Local in a churches. play, yeah. churches, yeah. absolutely, you know. Um, and you never know when you do those little things. You never know who's going to be there looking at you. By the way, true, true. You right. never know. I love so. that. I love that. It's free experience, and you're really um, toning your craft. Definitely practice monologues in the mirror. You know, have, be prepared regardless. But the key thing is getting out yeah, and not doing in, it. Not in the mirror necessarily. Don't use a mirror necessarily. Don't use the mirror. 
No, oh. sometimes a mirror can make you seem make you feel too self conscious. Okay. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to use a mirror, but um, you know, just work on stuff. And again, if you need more advice about that, you can contact contact me through the ladies of the love zone. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's fine. Okay. The love zone. The love zone. Oh my goodness, he so funny. Yes, he, he is. is really funny. Yes, he so, is. We have this last question. Have you ever okay. tried comedy? Like, you really have a sense of humor. Have you ever tried comedy? You mean stand up comedy? Like, stand up comedy, yeah. Okay, because I've done a lot of comedy on TV, but not stand-up. Yeah, I know like what you stand mean, stand-up. Um, I used to do, I tried, stand-up comedy is one of the scariest things I could ever think of, by the way. I mean, wow. I admire people who do stand-up, because to me, it's terrifying. To yeah. get up in front of a group of people who expect you to be funny, right? <laughs> I mean, talk about pressure. It's one thing to have a script and, you know, you know, but to get up and basically be funny because people expect you to be funny, that's like a little bit of a nightmare to me. But I did try it a bit when I was I was in a performing arts ministry of a Christian church years ago, and I actually did stand up in the church uh, on um, pretty, uh, not numerous occasions, but pretty regularly I would do uh, some stand-up stuff that I developed for myself because I felt like it was – it was a very safe and friendly audience. I actually think some of my stuff was funny, honestly, but mm-hmm. it was also a very safe environment. Yeah, <laughs> where I was, you know, kind of, I was kind of innocent until proven guilty. Um, yeah, so, right. But sometimes out in the real world with stand-up, you're guilty until they're sitting there like, "You better be funny." You know, they they're not expecting you. You better. You have to surprise them, and that's tough. I mean, right, I, my, yeah. hat goes, my hat's off to stand-up comics. That is a that is a courageous thing to do. But I've dabbled in it. I've dabbled in it. Well, that's awesome. So we're yeah. getting close to time, Nicole. So thank you, Aww. Jeffrey. Yeah, you. You're very you welcome, Jeffrey. ladies. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. And- Yes, and you're always welcome to come back. Come back and update us, especially when your shows start rolling with HBO and, you know, the, the Rocky Horror. Yes. Um, let's, come let's back and base. let us know. Let's yes. touch base in Anytime. a few months. Absolutely. After a couple of months, yep. Yeah, come and support, too, as well. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And we're going to get into the next song, Sorry, Beyonce, right here on the Girlfriend Network. Good night. Bye. Bye, listeners. Bye. Bye.
Here's how to play Sip, Peel, Win at Dunkin'. Just sip, peel, win. I want a doormat. Look more closely. I want a dogmat? Put on your reading glasses. I want a donut. There you go. Enjoy a large or extra large coffee for your chance to win from millions of prizes like JetBlue travel certificates, Fandango movie tickets, or Fanatics gear. Just sip, peel, win at Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. No purchase necessary. 13 plus ends 10, 15, 18, or while supplies last. For game peace and official rules, visit sippeelwin.com. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.